Good morning, I'm Francesca Rudkin. Yes, filling in for Jack Tame, he'll be back next week. Lovely to have your company. So, this week, Blackfern 7's captain, Sarah Harini, and two-time Olympic champion rower Hamish Bond were named New Zealand's flag bearers for the Tokyo Olympics. Two thoughts spring to mind. First, congratulations. How cool that a change in game rules means that for the first time we can have a male and a female athlete jointly carrying the New Zealand flag at an Olympic Games opening ceremony. Of course, it's not the first time that two athletes have shared the flag-carrying duties. In 2016, Peter Burling and Blair Chuk were announced as flag-bearers, but only Burling got to carry the flag. So I'm presuming this year... Harini and Bond will have a flag each. My second thought was, how is it possible these Olympic Games are happening at all? A world full of medical experts, epidemiologists, the people of the cha- people of Japan, of course, have been asking this question for months and for good reason. It's simply absolutely bonkers for thousands of athletes and officials and journalists to travel from all over the world from around 200 companies, countries, to Japan at this time. Now, the Japanese Prime Minister, he might have lifted the state of emergency in Tokyo, but health officials are seeing an increase of COVID-19 cases since that's been done. And on Friday, the Japanese emperor announced he's extremely worried about the Tokyo Olympics and the potential spread of COVID-19 it may cause. But in one of the most stoic examples of keep calm and carry on. The Tokyo Olympics are set to open on the 23rd of July. If you're wondering why it hasn't been postponed or cancelled, it comes down to a mix of money and pride and pressure. The IOC can't afford to lose revenue from broadcasting rights and advertisers. When it comes to pride, the Olympics is a branding exercise for the host country. And it would also be very hard to justify a controversial $15.4 billion investment in a new stadium which never got its day in the sun. And then, of course, there's the pressure and the expectations from the athletes. About 11,100 for the Olympics and another 4,400 for the Paralympics, who have already put their lives on hold for a year waiting for these Games. Taken together, it's all led to common sense being abandoned, ignored, thrown over the back fence. Pick your description. But given it is going to happen, maybe it's time for an attitude adjustment. Instead of anticipating the worst, perhaps we should put on our optimist pants, cross our fingers, and consider this a global study into how the world reintegrates. The question confronting countries such as ours who took an elimination approach is how do we live with a virus that isn't going away? This is something we've been thinking about a lot, right? How do we open up to the rest of the world? When should we feel safe about getting on with our lives, about making plans to go and see family and friends around the world? I think the Olympics could be an incredible test for vaccine efficacy. A group of people are volunteering to travel from around the world to spend time together. So let's watch and learn as they embrace social distancing and mask use and vaccination and testing. Imagine if the Olympics became more than stories of glory and dreams come true. What if, and I know it is a big what if, the COVID impact wasn't what we fear. Could Tokyo 2021 be a much bigger story of hope and progress?